Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. You may notice that I'm no longer... Well, you may notice I'm no longer sitting into a rumbling engine of a car. That's because, unfortunately, as winter has unfortunately thrown upon me... I have been forced to retire the old girl into the storage for the year. As depressing as that sounds for me, it means that you probably get a lot more crystal clear audio, and if need be, I can record a little extra content. I'm also going to apologize in advance for my lack of an episode last week, as I have been attempting to set up a sort of makeshift studio in my closet, because it's the only place that has enough sound deadening in this entire bloody house to actually produce decent audio. Not that I've ever given a crap about that before, but I figured, well, why not start now? Anyways, so I don't really have much news for you, but I have a car review. Because a few weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago now, a car brand unleashed a car that had not been seen since 2001. A car that had been off the market for so long, to be honest, I completely forgot it existed, to be honest. And while I won't deny it, I've almost completely forgotten that the brand had existed. You see, in 2001, a car went off the market. It was called the Integra, a sports coupe sedan that almost achieved a bit of notoriety amongst the straight racing scene and had almost become famous for its handling and its pretty decent performance. The Acura Integra was the halo car, well, its only real halo car. The Integra was pretty much its name for years. And around 2001, the brand chief attempted to revitalize Acura by making a more brand car that's not less sporty and more family friendly. Well that went about well it didn't go well at all. Needless to say that brand fell apart pretty well. Acura, although not a fleet brand, kind of faded into obscurity. But that's not to say it was entirely dead. I mean after all, look at Kia. A few years ago Kia was a no name, nobody gave a crap about brand. Now it's actually gone a lot of traction with the Telluride and everything else like that. It's actually become pretty famous, actually. No one would have thought even 10 years ago Kia would ever become a thing at all. Yet, and honestly, it's probably one of the best built and highest growing car companies probably in the U.S. Or anywhere for that matter. But anyways, back to Acura. You see, 2023 they're going to try to attempt what Kia captured with their Telluride system. They're going to attempt to recapture what they had lost back in the day. That is right. In 2023, they plan to announce a new Acura Integra. And from the first pictures, I have to say, it's looking pretty damn nice. And the best part is, it's a coupe. That's right, in the age of where everything has to be four doors, Acura has said, screw you, at least, hopefully they have, to the whole idea of four-door convenience, and simply just said, let's just produce something that is sporty as all hell, that can compete with your Toyota Supras and everything else like that. Because... Well, who else is competing with them? I mean, no other sports cars are really on the market in that kind of category. 
So let's get into the actual review of this vehicle, shall we? Now, just getting the first impressions of the car from the outside, I'm actually pretty impressed. You see, it could have very easily devolved into just nostalgia bait for people, which I don't have a problem with. But they kind of took an in-between route. They have some of the swept lines that were kind of available in the 2001 Integra, and some of the kind of the basic body shape. But it is still recognizable as an entirely new and actually pretty beautiful looking car. I actually kind of like the grill. In an era where everything seems to be bigger grills, more front end, I guess. Especially in that ugly square front end of the Supra. The fact is that this actually has a design to it. And it almost has like this almost Superman-esque shield on the front. It actually looks pretty damn good in my opinion. The large louvers in the front make it almost look like a little bit of a race car actually, to be honest. The overall impression is it looks like a pretty damn good sports car. It's got pretty good swept lines on it. It's pretty curvy where it needs to be, yet sharp and pointy where it has to be. And overall just looks pretty damn good. Now, the only thing I will say is, with Acura getting the NXX in the future, possibly just dumping the whole thing entirely, we don't really know what kind of powertrain it's going to have in it. And with the ILX also being, well, kaputs in their market, they've kind of needed something to reinvigorate the brand. After all, it's been sedans and the occasional over-expensive sports car for years, and hopefully this is going to be something that's readily attainable. But as I was going back to what I was going to say, we don't know what kind of power plant it's going to have. We're kind of left in the dark overall. We don't really have a whole lot of shots in the interior, and, well, to be honest, like I said, we don't know what's running this thing. Is it electric? Is it a hybrid? Is it six? Is it an eight? Who knows, honestly, to be honest, because we don't have a freaking clue. That is part of the problem with Acura. You really don't know what you're going to get. It's kind of a, a mixed baggage deal, if you will. But if they don't do something stupid, if they don't do something weird with the powertrain or make it unavailable to most people or make it expensive, I honestly believe it could be a reasonably affordable and sporty sports car for the average person. That being said, the version people are really clamoring for is the Type R version. But as this is the first year, I don't think we'll get that straight off the bat. The Type R is definitely going to be the more sporty, well, racetracky version. But, like I said, they haven't announced anything entirely yet, and that's to be expected. After all, they ain't going to reveal all their cards at once. Especially this is going to try to attempt to compete with the Toyota Supra and other cars like that. Anyways, first impressions of the Acura Integra... I think it's actually pretty damn good. I can't say 100% for certain what the handling or performance of the car will be, but for now, I honestly just say, just looking at the pictures, pretty damn nice car. Anyways, uh, I know I had said I didn't have any news, but this is more just an opinion I'm going to toss in at the end. It doesn't have to do with the Acura, it has to do with dealerships. You see, there's a lot of clamoring going around about the future of dealerships, whether they'll even be a thing in the future. A lot of companies are pointing to direct-to-sales manufacturing as a way to just well, bypass a dealership model altogether. There's one problem with that. You see, dealerships will always be dealerships for a reason. You still need people to maintain your cars. Now, Tesla's gotten away with it because they're electric, but a lot of laws and states and that require you, or gasoline cars at least, to have a dealership model in place in order to even just sell the car. You can't sell a gasoline car outright without a dealership model because, well, there's no one to service that car. And at the end of the day, where they make a lot of money is, well, from dealerships. They make a lot of money on that. And also, in my opinion, I just don't think they're ever going to go away. Not for a very, very, very long time. The dealerships are a very profitable model because, well, with especially made today, and with future company companies actually selling us outright that they're going to be reducing inventory, 
it's probably only going to drive the prices and the MSRPs up higher, meaning, well, maybe not more money for the dealerships, but more money for the manufacturers. And if they can make a quick buck, odds are they will. Unfortunately, a lot of Americans are looking to buy cars, and not enough are willing to say screw you to the dealerships. So honestly, we'll probably see larger price increases, and heck, dealerships might even be opening up more in the future. Unless you're Cadillac, in which case you bail out of as quick as you can. Electric dealerships, not good for the uh, the dealership model, if you will. Anyways, again, thank you for being patient with me on skipping a week because, well, this is still a disaster in here and I'm still doing a lot of work. As every mic I've ever ordered from my computer and everything else like that seems to be breaking or otherwise falling apart. And the world around me is coming apart. Anyways, now that I've assaulted your eardrums, I thank you all for listening to the Drunken Car Review. Please leave a like and review. And before I continue with that, thank you all on, well, Apple Podcasts at least, as I got a big jump in views lately. I appreciate all you listening, and hopefully you continue to listen to my rants and rambling insanity. Anyways, I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, folks.